Danny. Hello. Danny Castlehow. What's going on? Put the kettle on. Put the kettle on. Live from changed. quarantine. Live from quarantine. Welcome to my world of hotel quarantine. <laughs> it's so good to see you. I know. Oh my goodness. It feels like it hasn't been very long, but then you tell me that it's been a long time and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it has been. It has been a while. So are you, is it in a hotel room that they, that's your quarantine? Yeah. So Australia, if you didn't know, has like super strict quarantine rules right now. So when you come from anywhere internationally, except for New Zealand right now, because New Zealand and Australia have like a little travel bubble going, mm -hmm. uh, you have to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. So they basically shut you in. <laughs> Um, but you know what, it's kind of, it's worked though, because we have like no cases right now in Australia. So, well, apart from Sydney, there's a few things going on in Sydney at the moment. Um, there's been a bit of a, a growth, but a growth in cases means like 20 cases. Yeah, I did. Like, I did hear that. I had a friend that was traveling and they're like, they just got out ahead of like the COVID wave that hit. And then there was new restrictions that were put down and otherwise they wouldn't have been able to fly or something like that yeah yeah so they it started there were a few cases in melbourne and then melbourne got sorted out and then there were a few places in sydney and now sydney's kind of shut down well i don't know a few suburbs in sydney have gotten shut down for i think a week or something like that um but yeah yeah wa is kind of just our own little isolated mm. world it's kind of hard to break through and our uh, our premier has been super super strict um and yeah, so yeah, I came in through Singapore. Um, and so yeah, basically that you get there at the airport and then there's like the army there and border security and police. And then they like tell you, oh, okay, you know, welcome. <laughs> welcome home. Uh, just so you wow. know, you're gonna go two, two weeks quarantine, no? And like, and if you break that quarantine, it, you know, you could get a $50,000 fine or go to prison and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, so here I am. I get out on Tuesday, so that's in about three days, four days time. Wow. Uh, so yeah. Are you just are you just clawing at the walls? Like, how, how does it work? Are you like a Are you allowed to go out in the hallway? Can you like go no, outside? No, you can't. You can't do anything. So I, I um, you're just in the room. They knock on the door three times a day and leave you your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and then that's it. <laughs> So really are you think, so yes. you're in the room like you can't you literally cannot you can't go leave the room you can't leave the room because when we when we were in quarantine like well let's let's call it lockdown here locally where i live at deborah and i were still going for walks we just weren't mm. around people we were going outside you know and some people were following things and some people weren't and mostly people were wearing masks back in the day like a year ago kind of yeah but it's hardcore there yeah, so I did hear, so I think every state has their own kind of thing, no? Because I did hear that someone in Queensland got to take a walk with the security guard like once a day. I don't know what's worse. I mean, I kind of get excited <laughs> with the, when, the, when the nurses come and give me a COVID test because I get to interact with somebody, you know? But like, how are you doing? How's yeah, your day? You Tell me about your family. <laughs> yeah, they're like giving you a, a COVID test. So yeah, that's all right. I mean, yesterday probably was the first day. They say around day 10. And yesterday, I think was my day 10, you start getting a little bit antsy. And that was the first day that I was kind of like, ooh, kind of want to get out of here. Um, but now I'm just like counting down the days. You kind of just got to keep busy. Um, I've got lots of, I mean, I have work to do. I'm still working while I'm in here. So I got work to do and I've been reading. I got the Nintendo Switch in here now. So that's kind of right on. got me busy uh unlocking all the levels on mario kart you know how it works so yeah yeah so got the switch um coloring in books talking to people you know so yeah it's not too bad i think it depends how you go into it you know like when i was at the airport there are a few people like oh this is the worst and i'm like yeah i know but like for me it's like i get to see my family because i you know because I, I go through this so reward. for me it's like I'm just, you know, make my way through till I get to yeah. Tuesday and then I get to see my family. 
So does does the WA government pay for this, or does the federal government pay for it? How's it work? No, you pay. You have to you pay, pay for it yourself. For it. You have to pay for it yourself. No. Yeah. So okay. So if you think about it, look, I don't know. Maybe I just defend my government too much. But in the yeah. beginning of the in of quarantine, like of this whole quarantine thing, they paid for it. So that was like maybe. I don't know when, I don't know when COVID got to Australia, maybe February, February yeah. to maybe May, June or July last year. So that was basically, everyone said like, okay, that's the time that you should come back and we'll pay for your quarantine. No? Um, and even then, I think you could quarantine in other places. And then after a certain date, they were like, right, anyone who hasn't come back now, like has to pay for it. So basically you gotcha. have to pay for it. So this is like a very expensive situation. So but you know what? It's totally worth. It's totally worth it, though. Sorry to use it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Like for me, like I haven't seen my family now in a year and a half, mm. and um, I've just been missing them a lot. And so I decided to take the summer to, you know, to come over while I'm still like, while I'm still uh, teaching and working online. Yeah. Uh, to yeah, to be here. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a big commitment. And obviously it's been strategic and you're like, this is the timing and it's going to, it's, it's worth it. And so, I mean, you're, you're paying for the room, you're paying for your food. Like what are there other costs associated with it that somebody wouldn't think about? Um, no, well, the, the, the food is part of the, the package. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. And it's actually pretty good. Like, it's not just like, you know, a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of send you, you know, they give you like a good breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, you mean you yeah, mean what, so. you, what you really mean is it's not like camping rough in the bungle bungle, is what you really. No, mean. it's not like camping rough. Is no, it's not. <laughs> you definitely get hot hot lunch, hot dinner. So yeah, so it's not. It hasn't been too bad, but yeah, I kind of planned it. You know, it like flight costs are really expensive for the past year, and then finally they were kind of settling down a little bit now. Yeah. So. I decided I'd, I'd go for it um, because I don't know when they're going to let up on this quarantine thing. And summertime, obviously, for schools, is like the best time where I could I could travel um, and still be working online. Yeah. And like not. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. You're so close. You're this close. I know. I'm so close. I'm so close. It's totally worth it. I uh, My parents came and they were like, they left me a coffee and, and they... Uh, we're trying to find out where my window was. So I like gave him the map and I was like, I, I think it's here. I think it's here. So they come walking around and then I see my dad, I see you. And then I see my <laughs> mom and then they look up and they see me like waving, oh, in, the, yeah. oh, waving in, the, in the window. So that was really cute. I got to see my parents the other day. We were just kind of chatting and, so you know. Um, a plate glass yeah. reunion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm holding on, counting down the days. Wow. Well, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time in your busy quarantine schedule in between your color and books and your switch and, and, and these, and these, these catered meals to spend a, a little time with a little old me, Danny. No problem. No problem. Good to catch up. Good to unless, catch up. unless you're accidentally in the zoom and you didn't mean to sign up for it. But now you're committed and you have to go the duration. <laughs> Unless. No, I signed up for I signed up for the Zoom. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> All good. This isn't under I'm not under duress or anything for anyone who's watching this. <laughs> oh, there's seriously, like I said in the message to you, I feel like there's, you know, I don't know, seven, seven years. When's the last time that we saw each other in person? No, no, probably way back then way I mean, back when you we were in australia no yeah was it 2013 or when i came back to visit in 14 did we cross paths i i just i just don't even remember i think all the pictures oh, I hold have on are... hold on 2014 you're right you, did you bring a team over was that was that you yeah i mean there was point loma um came over and southern nazarene came over and i came over for just like a week of it yeah no, we did catch up then. We did. So yeah, we would have seen each other. 2013 was like the gap year year. And then you came back and I'm pretty sure I went over that that week as well. Just to hang. Yeah. <laughs> hang and like talk about talk about the trip and everything with with uh the the group. Yeah, that was the so time. It must though. have been then. 
Yeah, Danny, it doesn't feel that long ago. You're one of my favorite people I've ever done anything with. And and maybe it's <laughs> it's maybe it's just because of just the the bonding that happens in the in the midst of just all the adventures that 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 we were on, you know, and and oh. and that your and that your parents still kind of like me. I mean, at at, at some level. Um, oh yeah, no, my parents love my parents like everybody, and everybody likes my parents. I mean, if they end up <laughs> watching right. this, they are so they are super likable people. Like they, yeah, they they're so just very likable. But yeah, there is definite bonding that happens. There is <laughs> when you are when you are in the you know in the midst of adventuring and missioning and you know all That's of right. those kinds of things there's definite bonding that happens within teams yeah. things that you'll never forget <laughs> yeah so okay let me let me um just dial back into the present here super curious about like what you're doing these days i know you've been teaching in, in mexico but <laughs> how did you end up going to mexico and oh. And then what what have what have been kind of the different chapters of of living there and teaching? Has it all been at the same place or have there been different phases of it? What's tell me about how yeah. all that came about? Oh man. Oh, it's a long story. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like how do I can like put this all together? Okay, <laughs> so 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 back in the day, uh, for anybody who doesn't know my story, I um <laughs> did I was part of a, a global youth program. Uh, called 12-7 Serve, um, and that took me to Mexico and the Mesoamerica region for the first time. So that's like Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean, right? So that's kind of like all an area of Church of the Nazarene. Um, and I was part of this project, um, and that's when I ended up, oh, I feel like we're talking about it, but that's okay. That's when I ended up in a relationship with somebody um, from Mexico, right? Yeah. So in this case, um, well, basically, you know, I came back from that trip. I was in this relationship. I um, studied my studied my bachelor's degree at NTC. And then the idea was like, okay, I'm also going to be study to be an English teacher. And then I'm going to move to Mexico. And I did it. I, um, I studied um, my certificate in uh, English teaching, oh, well, English uh, to speakers of other languages. And I moved to Mexico. Um, that was back in 2016. So the idea was that I would be able to like, you know, teach there, serve there, um, and yeah, like that was that was the idea, you know. So I, I get there, um, always to say without going to details, the relationship didn't work out. So here I was, I moved, <laughs> I moved overseas, and there I was with no relationship and like fresh in this in Mexico. Yeah. Now I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of strange because. I could have, I could have stayed and I could have gone, you know, like I could yeah. have gotten there and just said, you know what, like there were, there were other reasons why I was there, you know, but this relationship didn't work out. Could, I could just move back. A lot of people were saying like, you know, don't feel pressured to stay just to say like you stayed, you know? Yeah. Um, my mum was like, Hey, do you want to come back? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. But I went through my, <laughs> I thought I'll give it a year. I'll give it a year. No, I'll give yeah. it a year. And I'll, I'll, uh, work there. I got a job as an English teacher uh, in an English school um, and just kind of, you know, see what happens. Um, so I had to renew my, my visa uh, about November of that year, no? But I don't know what happened. I just loved it. I just loved mm. it. Like in the midst of like kind of expectations not being fulfilled and like that was super tough. You know, you have to go through, yeah, I mean, anyone who's ever been through a breakup knows that that kind of process is a bit like you know, long or short, or however long it takes you to, you know, to get over a breakup. Um, yeah. So it was like going through that, but I loved what I was doing. I don't know. It was just like, I loved my work. I found a church and I just found like community there, you know, and I decided to stay like as much as it seemed a little bit crazy, I decided like, I'm going to renew my visa and I'm going to stay. So that was like four years ago now <laughs> that I renewed the visa um, and I don't know, there's just something about Mexico. It's just the best. I mean, like Australia, obviously, is home forever and ever. Like, I will always say that, you know, that's where I'm from. But there was something about being in Mexico that I feel like was just, I don't know, it felt very me, like my personality seemed to fit in there. Mm. Um, I, you know, I made friends and um, I just, 
I don't know. I just loved it. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to leave. Um, so I just really feel like that was the place that God had, you know, inspired me with, I don't know, just for, for this time of my life. So I stayed. Um, and like I said, that was 2017. So that's four years ago now. Um, and since then I um, have, well, I've been working. Um, so my, my way to stay in Mexico is through a work visa. Um, so I have to have a job. Well, I had to have a job <laughs> to have to stay. Um, a couple of years down the track, I changed jobs um, and I now work at a high school. So I work at a bilingual high school. Um, and so I teach like, you would say probably like 10th to 12th grade um, English. And because it's bilingual, it's kind of like that higher level, like academic English. And I love it. Oh my gosh. Teenagers are the best. They are so cool. I mean, like youth pastor <laughs> things right here. Like, I don't know, dude. I was super, I was kind of scared in the beginning. I thought, oh man, teenagers are kind of scary to me. Like, I don't understand them. I don't think I'm cool enough for them, you know? Right, right. But, um, but when you start teaching them and like, you know, I always talk about like Gen Z because all the, you know, the teenagers coming through right now, Gen Z, they yeah. are amazing. They yeah. are the most like informed, intelligent, inspiring people ever. Like they are the absolute best. So I'm just, I'm two years into this job now and I really love it. Like it's, it's really cool. I think it's, I found a really good space for me and, um, being able to watch them through those three years, like grow and decide on, you know, what they're going to study and make all those kind of like life decisions. It's beautiful. It's the mm. best. So, so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I'm teaching there at the moment. Um, and I, I met somebody else. <laughs> so which, uh, which uh, shout out, I don't know if you'll watch this, but hello, Olivier, <laughs> where we're actually going to get married. Yeah. yeah so. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Cool. Yeah, That's cool. super exciting. So, so you know, um, I, I'm guessing you know now I'll be in Mexico probably for a little bit of a longer term. I think you know maybe one day I'd love to come back to Australia. I think it's a beautiful place, you know, for raising a family, and I love Perth, and I also love Brisbane. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be you know one of the areas that we'd end up yeah. in later on in life. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that part. Um, I've also started to be part of like a church plant in, in Puebla. Sorry, I didn't even mention that. I'm, I'm living in Puebla, which is kind of two hours out from Mexico City. Okay. Um, if you think about that geographically. Um, and so I'm part of a church plant there. Um, and that's been really cool. Like it's this, it's something so, uh, interesting to, you know, to start something new. Like I've been, I mean, I was part of my church in Perth since I was born, you know, like, and I'd just been part of like Dinella Church, also shout out to Dinella Church. <laughs> uh, they've been uh -huh. around for like 50 years, you know, yeah. so it's like different from like being part of a, like something established to like starting something new and thinking like, you know, where are we going to go with this? So, so the idea, the church is called Frater, kind of like Frater using the idea of like brotherhood, <laughs> not really yeah. brotherhood, but like kind of like, you know, that idea of being brothers and sisters. Um, and the idea is to, you know, be able to connect with young people um, uh, and teens um, and to kind of go outside a little bit about, you know, from, wait, how would I say, go a little bit outside the traditional kind of church idea, you know, because church in, uh, in Puebla is quite like traditional, a little bit like old school Nazarene um, things, which is not necessarily bad, but um, as probably any church has noticed, the old school kind of things don't work as well as they used to. So um, the idea is to be able to connect with young people. So where we started this at the beginning of 2020, the pandemic hit and we went online. So we've been online for like a year. And I, um, I guess if you kind of, the, the cases in Mexico, the impact of COVID in Mexico has been you know, almost as bad as the US, you know? So yeah. we've stayed online until about a month ago where we finally started meeting in person again. Okay. Outside with the masks on and everything. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting, you know, just connecting with people online, thinking of new ideas. And now finally that feeling of like, okay, I think we can start, you know, moving around a little bit in the community again. Um, as people are getting vaccinated and you know all of those kinds of things mm. so yeah so we're just kind of at that point now we're like okay what happens next and you know where, how do we want to serve um, our community there in there in Puebla um, so yeah so that's really exciting something new for me um, 
uh, in terms of ministry and um, I'm learning a lot and feeling excited. Like I think the, the cool thing about something new is you can kind of not do whatever you want, but you kind of just like, why don't we try this? You know, yeah. just like, why not? You know, Link's what slate. have you got you, to lose? Yeah, the sky's the limit. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what, those are the things that kind of keep me busy uh, nowadays. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm still in Mexico and, you know, still loving it. Obviously, you always miss home. And um, usually I, I visit my family like once a year, but I, you know, I wasn't able to visit them last year. So finally I'm back. Um, but yeah, things are, things are good. Super Super exciting. <laughs> mm, thank you for giving me the the overview. That helps a lot. And I was looking at Pueblo while you were while you were talking because I, I I know you've told me before, and I'm probably I'm, I'm sure I've looked at it on a map before, but I kind of forgotten, and now I've got that that visual again. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like center of Mexico. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Yeah, you kind of live in a missionary life. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, you know, when I, I guess you met me when I was about 20 or something, no? When I was like 18, I started to say like, you know what, I'm going to, and this is cool because I said this to my students recently, you know, because I was kind of giving them the whole, they were finishing school, so I was giving them like my pep talk yeah. <laughs> before they finished, you know? And when I was 18, I remember I said, you know what, I'm going to study my bachelor's degree at MTC, um, study my, you know, my English teaching certificate, and I'm probably going to go to another country, you know, and that would be my way of like I guess sustaining myself I mean there's always you know we you know that there's other options in terms of missionary work and in terms of yeah. sponsored work and things like that but that's not really how life went for me I've ended up kind of working and that's been my way of sustaining <laughs> sustaining myself but it's it's crazy to think you know it's been like 10 years now since I graduated high school like I'm living that dream that I had you know yeah. when I when I was like 18 and I said like I'm gonna do this like you don't really know when you're going to end up, especially when you start talking about like uh, cross-cultural ministry, I guess. Yep. But I get to live the dream. Like that was, the, that was the dream I have. And I forget about that sometimes. And I think, no way, mm. like little baby Danny, who was 18, said like, I have this <laughs> dream and this is in my heart. And like, here I am, I'm like going to turn 28 this year. And it's like, I get to live that dream. And it's so awesome. cool. Like it's, it's the best. And I, and I, and it is, you know, in a, yeah, it is living, you know, missionary life, perhaps not in a more like in a kind of conventional way, you know, yeah. usually we think about like missionary, maybe like volunteer, and then you get sponsored and da da da. da. Um, but this is still um, missionary life for me. Uh, yep. And it's, it's beautiful. It's great. It is. And it's just, it's so fun to see the joy and the fulfillment that you have in it. And I just, I look at my life, and every cool thing that I've done and everyone that I've met that has just become a good friend and I just treasure the, the relationship, it's because of following Jesus. It's, it's, mm. it's because of, of, of seeking him and being obedient and just trying to take the next step and not having it figured out. Um, but then having these moments where you know you're just supposed to do this next thing, you know, and, and, and you're not really sure how it's going to work out, but you're going to step out into that. And then, and then you're just going to put a foot in front of that after you, and then you're going to do another foot and you end up where you end up. But yeah, I, you know, when we, when we allow the Lord to guide each one of those steps, these are the kind of stories that, that emerge from that. And it's just, it is, it's just, uh, I mean, I knew you were doing good. I wasn't, I wasn't like worried <laughs> about you, but it's just so fun to see your joy, you know? Um, and, and um, how, how fulfilled fulfilled you are so i mean I, i'm just imagining you're like completely fluent in spanish yeah oh that's cool too mexican spanish is the best it's super fun it's like such a fun <laughs> language i mean i think it's to be honest like i shouldn't say this i don't know but like it's totally better than english there's like so much more stuff you can say in, in spanish and in mexican spanish than in english but yeah, it's really good. And you know what? Oh my gosh, my friend sent me this video the other day of when I was like, that first time I was in Mexico. I think at the time the video was taken in like, I think Guatemala. And there's me like trying to express myself in Spanish. And it was just the sweetest thing. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of like past Danny, you know? She stuck at it. Like in the beginning, it's super hard. And like, you know, cause you want to say so much. And especially when you, like my personality is very like, you know, I guess outgoing. And I had so much I wanted to say, but I couldn't say it. 
Um, and nowadays it's like amazing. I get to do like academic work in English and translations and uh, sorry, in Spanish and translations from like Spanish to English yeah. and then also from English to Spanish. But yes, it's, it's a really fun journey. It's definitely hard at the beginning and you kind of have to get over that like shame thing. It's like the idea of like, you know, making a mistake. It's kind of normal and it's part of language learning. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it was really fun to see. I was like, oh man, there's me in the beginning when I just knew very like a few words. Mm. Um, and now I get to communicate in this language like every day. So it's really cool. Well, tell, tell me about it's your really fiance. Cool. Oh, Olivia. What's he like? Yeah. What's he doing? How'd you meet? Like, yeah. I mean, oh. how, how long, how long have you been, how long have you been dating? When's the, is yeah. there a date that's set? Like, give me the deets. <laughs> okay. So Olivia Dish. and I met um, in my English school. So let me just put it out there that it's like an, an adult English school. So I, um, I met him and he was actually one of, he was, he's sorry, not a just student. so you don't think he's like, yeah, he was a student. Ah! Oh, he was a student, but he's <laughs> he was but a student. But yeah. he's like my age. <laughs> right, right. He's in his twenties. He's in his twenties. Come yeah, on, people. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in his twenties. Everybody relax. I know, I know, because sometimes when I tell the story, I'm like, yeah, he was my student, and everyone goes, oh. and I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that. How but much time anyway, did you spend so in a Mexican jail? That's the next question. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, no. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so. So I was his teacher um, and then when he graduated, we kind of got in touch and then like, I don't know, I had a bit of a crush, if we're honest, but like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of, uh, we just, once we got in contact, we kind of just decided to go on a date, I guess. So we went for coffee and then, I don't know, that was it. It was kind of like, oh yeah, I really want to see you again. And then we just kind of started dating and um, we've been together for three years now, like dating um and then in april that was when that was when he proposed but yeah he's really cool he's like kind of like opposite to me he's like kind of quiet comes off a little bit serious in the beginning but actually he's like very funny and like very like once kind of those people you know once you they warm up they're like they will never stop talking you know right. and they're like super right, right. hilarious yeah so he's super kind he's a he's a um economist so he he studied economics and finance um at university um, and he's currently teaching at um, a university in Puebla. So I teach in a high school and he teaches uh, economics at a university. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. It was like when people would ask, I, I just said, oh, we just get along. I know it sounds a bit like simple, but you kind of want to get along with somebody you're going to date right. and probably going to marry. So we yeah. just really get along and like we really like, understand each other and, you know, just we've both had different experiences in life. Um, but yeah, he's really fun to hang out with, very caring person, loves his family and yeah, so it's really cool. So we got engaged in April and now we're setting a date probably for next year, start July next year, mm. um, just because of like COVID. I mean, I don't know how long we would have left it if there wasn't COVID, but we kind of said, you know, by July next year, like it's summertime, so it's a little bit easier for me to kind of do things, um, summertime for him as well, for school and um what was i going to say oh and also we're hoping that you know travel kind of opens up a little bit more at the moment uh because you can fly out of australia but again it's still like very expensive and you still have to do quarantine when you came back so it's kind of like hard for a lot of people to travel like from australia at the moment so yeah so we went for july next year um and we're just kind of starting that planning at the moment <laughs> yeah so are you yeah. I mean, if i if i get too personal to shut me down but are you thinking the wedding will be in australia or are you gonna it will it be in oh, mexico like, sorry yeah i didn't mention that yeah so, so the is idea it gonna is be on zoom guys, or how are we gonna do this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is that the wedding's gonna be in mexico um, we're gonna get married so he's from oaxaca which is if you check the mexico map again it's kind of like yeah. one of the next states along he's from yeah. the capital um, so we decided to get married in Oaxaca because we have family and friends who would kind of come from Puebla and also from the south of the state up to kind of like a middle point. So, yeah, so we decided to get married in Oaxaca um, and basically, you know, whoever can come from Australia will be able to come, I guess. Um, hopefully, um, you know, lots of people will be able to come, but we, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of just at that point where it's like, if you can come, that's amazing. But I understand if you can't, cause it's like other side of the world. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so at the moment it'll be like in, in Oaxaca will be like, you know, the ceremony, reception, all those kind of things. And then the idea would be like probably at the end of next year to go back to Australia and just kind of have a party. Not so much a like wedding, wedding again, but just kind of, you know, reception celebrate with friends and people yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, for like, yeah, for anyone who wasn't able to go. So yeah, so that's the idea at the moment. So we'll see, you know, I, I obviously I've told my family, they're kind of like, have to come. <laughs> But, right. but, but, uh, you know, whoever can go, that'll just be, you know, icing on the cake, I think cool. uh, for me. So, yeah. So that's kind do of about th- the, the idea. Do you think you'll, you'll stream it? Are you, are you talking about that or is it just like, yeah, here, I think here. so. I think so. I mean, I talked to Olivier recently about that and I said to him, oh, I think it would be good if we had like either a YouTube stream or like Zoom or like, I don't know, something like that. Uh, for anyone who can't make it like it even like he has some family that you know live far away um, as well that maybe they won't be able to make it so yeah I think that would be part of it and I've looked as well like nowadays um, like wedding planners and like venues and stuff can help you do that like yeah you know that whole streaming process I was like oh that's good for me it would be like put a camera and then put it on YouTube but but we'll see like right <laughs> We'll see, we'll see what it ends up being. But yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're thinking about streaming it as well for anyone internationally. So if you want to watch my wedding, obviously you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. If, you're, if you want to come to Mexico. <laughs> What's, besides seeing your mom and dad and like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you got two brothers too, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, are they around? Are they are, they? are they? Are they? they in are. Puff? are they in Perth? Perth. Yeah, they are. I can't yeah. wait. Oh my gosh, can't wait for some brother banter and hang time. They are the funniest people I know, hands down. Like I just laugh until I cry when them. They are so fun with them. I don't know what it is. They're just really funny. To me. That's good. Well, it's good to have a sibling sibling love there and and like yeah. being around each other. What's what's one thing you're really looking forward? to doing mm-hmm. and and maybe something that you're really looking forward to eating or drinking once you get out of quarantine oh man i was gonna say Food. doing was gonna be the eating well, there you go well what <laughs> do you yeah, want to eat uh, yeah oh, i'm just you know australia just just perth is just full of culture and the food is so good and i've specifically been like really thinking about like asian food like so in mexico there's like Probably Japanese food is probably the, you know, the most oh, really? eaten. Yeah, so they have Japanese food. Obviously, you know, every country has their version of Japanese food. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited about like eating. Like, I don't know, Vietnamese food, Indian food, Chinese food, you know, just I really, I love like Asian cuisine. I'm really excited about eating that. Um, and I'm excited about like brunch. I don't know if that sounds just strange, but like Australian people, and I guess lots of people, they just love to brunch. Like they just love going out, like breakfast, you know, uh, coffee, that kind of thing. I just want to yeah. be with people and like eat with them. You know, that's kind of what I'm, I'm excited about. Like I'm just organizing like, oh, hey, you want to catch up? Yeah, breakfast time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about like that, like eating with people and being with people. Um, I'm excited probably to be like back on the coast. I mean, it's winter time here, so I can't really like go swimming. Well, I'm not like hardcore enough to go swimming in the middle of winter in Australia. But, you know, when you come from the coast, you like miss the coast always, yeah. you know. So I can't wait to see the beach again. Just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe have a little walk along the beach and get some get some sunshine. So I'm excited about that. It'll be cool to be back with church friends as well. So everyone always, you know, like I'm always like keeping in contact with everyone at my home church here. Uh, but to be there, I think will be good. Yeah, be with family and friends. Go wedding dress shopping. Yeah. Exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. So get to do that. Yeah. But I think it's just about being with people and eating. I think that's like like those two together specifically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just really excited about. Are are um are people wearing masks? outside right now or is or is that not required after quarantine no it's not required anymore so yeah in quarantine and in the hotel where you're quarantined it's like mask and everything but outside um 
no, there's no mask. That's going to be strange as well because in Mexico we're still wearing masks and we have been since March last year. Okay. So to go out and not wear a mask, I'm going to be like, ah, you know, yeah. feel so naked. I know, your face <laughs> feels naked. Face. Totally does. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that's going to be strange. Um, but yeah, Perth hasn't worn masks. I think they had a bit of a, like maybe three cases back in January or something and everyone wore masks for like a week. But imagine that, <laughs> three cases and that's it. So yeah, so I think that'll be cool. Like just having a bit more freedom in that, in that sense. Yeah. What's, what's the vaccination status in, in Mexico and, and in Perth? So Mexico is going faster than Australia actually, which is surprising because Mexico's population is ginormous. It's like 124 million people, you know? So mm. currently in Mexico, they've just started the over 30s. So they've done like, over 60s, over 50s, over 40s, now they're up to over 30s. Um, and they've also vaccinated all healthcare workers and teachers. They vaccinated teachers because they want to get kids back in school. So schools have been closed um, since last year. So we've been giving online classes like this whole time. So yeah. they vaccinated. So I got vaccinated um, in May, just before I came actually. Um, which is which is cool and then i guess once i get back the my age group will probably open up as well but in mexico they are just like going for it just to try and get the cases down um and also reduce death and things like that as well yeah. so yeah so that's mexico australia let me, sorry let me ask pretty, you a question there yeah. what, so what, what vaccine are they using or what vaccines are they mostly using in, in mexico yeah so they're using mostly pfizer in mexico um and for the teachers we got they call it I think in English they call it CanSino, which is the Chinese vaccine. So oh. that's just one. That's just one dose, um, and they gave that to all the teachers, I guess, so they didn't have to get a second dose. I don't know. Um, so that's not like as as a famous one. And I think maybe in terms of how effective it is, it might be a tiny bit lower. But I mean, for me, I was like, it's a vaccine, so it's a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also a lot of people. I mean, this is kind of just if you have the money, people have been flying to the U.S. to get a vaccine. So Mexico, Mexicans have been flying to the U.S. and then uh -huh. staying, I don't know, a couple of weeks or even going twice, I guess, if you have that kind of money um, and getting the vaccine in the U.S. Because basically you don't need anything. You just kind of show your ID and then they vaccinate you. So, yeah, a few people have been doing that. True story. True story. Mm. Yeah. So that's so that's Mexico. So I think I would say, I mean, we can be critical like of the of governments and things like that. And in terms of managing the 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 pandemic it hasn't been like excellent but in terms of the vaccines they've just been like you know just going for it just going for it so that's good i think that's good and in australia it's been kind of slow i don't know um they, they started vaccinating only in maybe february or march um and they're currently up to over 40s i think so they vaccinated over 60s they vaccinated over 50s. So my parents are vaccinated now. And um, yeah, so they're doing over 40s and they mostly have been using AstraZeneca. So that's been a bit of a thing with the whole blood clot yeah. debacle. Um, so people have been a little bit slower on the on-take, but I, it also might be, you know, first of all, you know, being scared of a vaccine. But honestly, I was like, Dude, it's like one in 100,000 people and right. like better you yeah anyway but more me, likely to I get hit by a car exactly yeah that's what they're yeah. like die in a plane crash or like something I, I know that's a bit intense but to yeah. me I was like a vaccine is a vaccine but also I'm coming from like a year shut in my house in Mexico so it's like I'm like just give me a vaccine and Australians right. are like well I'm just living my life how am I going to get COVID you know so yeah, so I can understand why the intake's been a little bit slower. Um, uptake, outtake, outtake. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, and then now they changed. So they had AstraZeneca for over 50s and now they changed it again to over 60s. So everyone's like, do I get it? Do I not get it? Do I get my second dose? And so the information <laughs> has been a little bit like unclear. So, but anyway, um, you know, my parents are vaccinated now. Um, and I, yeah, I guess it's a little bit slower, but it's, but it's happening i mean it's obviously you want to get people like vaccinated so that you get the immunity and all of that kind of stuff um but also i can imagine if you've lived in australia where your life went back to normal basically in june or whatever last year 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of like, like why? Why yeah. do I need to? Yeah, you know, but for and- us living on in that in that part in that part of the world, like US and Mexico, it's like yes, like <laughs> right. Vaccine. Well, the you know, um, Deborah, my wife hasn't she hasn't gotten a vaccine yet, and she was a teacher. She could have got it early, and and her her I'm vaccinated. Uh, Parker is vaccinated. Um, I mean, we've got access to it now. You can just go to a pharmacy and you can just get vaccinated. That's pretty good. It, it's it's really nice. I mean, it 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 feels like it's been that way a long time, but it probably hasn't been that long. It's actually been that way. Um, and I I had to register and like wait in because I had asthma. I could get in a little bit earlier, but it was only like a week or two earlier than my age group when it you know, right. that op- that opened up. And I just wanted to be ready to travel. I wanted to be ready for when I had a job again. And if things, you know, if opportunities came up, I just wanted to be able to go. And I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that I did that because that, 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 all, that all came about. But Deborah's more of, of, a, of a like, I don't want to put something in my body if I don't need to put something in my body. She's not an anti-vax person in any way. But <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's, just been, it's just been like a, um, she thinks that she may have had COVID back in November. Because, you know, Ooh. these preschool parents are like sending their kids to school and they may have the sniffles, they may not. Uh, yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah. And then like preschool kids are still in that kind of touch your face. And they're not wearing masks. The, the teachers are. Um, yeah. And, 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 then, and then sometimes like there'd be a parent that'd be like, oh, you know, little Johnny is not going to be at school for a week. So just want to let you know. And then come to find out later someone in their family had COVID and they were all quarantined and they didn't tell the school oh. that that was the case. Oh, and so no. She's like, I'm pretty sure I had COVID back in November. So just on, I think it was Monday, maybe Tuesday this week, she went and donated blood because when you donate blood, you can find out if you have the antibodies or antigens or whatever you call it. Oh, that, that's that a good you, idea. That's like two in one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it kind of, um, I mean, she's been very functional she's active. She works out and we go for walks and she's gardening and all this stuff and getting the blood drawn just kind of zonked her this week. Like it just, Mm. it depleted her energy and her iron levels and and like everything, but she's waiting on that red cross app update for it to pop in there and and show, yeah, you've got antibodies for this because I think, I'm thinking she's going to go, well, if I've had it, I've got the antibodies. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do. We've had interesting conversations together in our household and it has not been it has not been political in any way like some of the noise a lot of the noise in 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 the u.s especially it's just been more of a do i want to put something in my body that got produced in like a really short period of time or do i not Mm. and i was in that camp for just a little bit and then i just went as soon as this comes out i'm getting it because one you know i i want to embolden the other the other people in, in 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 the family but it's just been an interesting thing, hasn't it? Though just the way that different governments and different people and the whole yeah. like, do I do this to protect my neighbors or is it is it more for a person about this is my body and I'm going to do with it what I, but you, you just get all these, you know, these variations of it and within the body of Christ too and with, with within the church, it's kind of driven me crazy just a little bit. I come at it more of a, you know what? Um, how can I, how can I help the people around me? And what can I do that's going to show the most respect and love, love towards my neighbor? That's kind of been my deep, my, my default with it. Um, I am mm. curious why Australia, if you're vaccinated, why do you have to quarantine for two weeks? Yeah. I mean, the thing is like when you're vaccinated, you still could carry the virus. I guess that's true. And yeah. Give it to other people. So even if it doesn't affect me, I could then go and give it to who knows who. And then we start a whole, you know, a whole chain reaction and, and people getting infected again. So it's kind of, I think it's because of that. Like, although even if I get COVID now, it shouldn't be as strong. Yeah. Um, I still could carry and, and give on the virus. So yeah, they test you like, you have to get on the, before you get on the plane, you have to have a negative test like result. And then they test you on day two, day five. I think day 13, just to see, because you know how they say there's like a window where you kind of show up as positive, so you could still carry it and then not be showing up on the test. So they test you multiple times, like super hardcore. Wow. So you, yeah. you've been tested three times in quarantine? Uh, or twice? 
twice in quarantine and then once before I left. So you have okay. to show like at the airport, you have to show like a negative test when you do check-in. So you've got your day 13 coming up here pretty soon. And yeah, if that one comes so back, Monday, then you're, then you're, you're like, you're ready for day 14 and you're ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. So if I'm negative on day 13, which I should be, cause it's not like I've gone anywhere. Um, right. Yeah. Then on day 14, <laughs> on day 14, they let us out. Cool. Okay. Well, we've, we've been on here for almost an hour. Um, I, I don't know if you have any place to go. Oh, that's probably too soon. Um, uh, bad so joke, bad, bad joke. Yeah. I mean, you may have some serious, you know, uh, switch stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's movies to watch. I mean, if I was in a hotel room, I'd be, I'd be watching movies and you know, yeah, it, it was, it was amazing to see how creative people got in, in quarantine, but the videos that I saw of people that were running marathons on the balconies of their apartments. I know. Oh my goodness. Just amazing. Isn't it? Just I mean, amazing. the hours and hours of going back and forth over just a few meters to yeah. run a marathon. Yeah, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I could do that in my I mean, hotel you, room. You, you, like you, run back and forward. You could you rearrange everything? You, yeah. There's, there's yeah, so many there is a space yeah. in here that is like enough space to do like a workout and like, I don't know, yoga or something like that, yeah. and like stretching. I do have enough space for that. But sometimes like on the ad breaks of like TV, I like do exercises and things like that <laughs> just to kind of keep myself moving. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That's yeah. perfect. perfect. So for this, um, for this conversation, Danny, because I don't want to keep you too long because I want to do this with you again. And so I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to wear out the Zoom welcome, okay? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do want to, I do want to stroll down memory lane a little bit, just, just for, just for fun, and, and a ask um, a, a couple questions here. I mean, you've mentioned um, NTC a couple of times, and it sounds like going to NTC was, was something that you had plan, you'd been planning to do for a while. Um, and you, and, mm. and as memory serves you thought you'd enrolled in a bachelor's program and you'd actually, I, I and I thought that you'd enrolled in the, the gap year as oh, the only, man. remember this? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I alluded <laughs> to it earlier in our conversation and I, I thought you were picking up on it. Um, but that was like one of the, that was both, that was both one of the, it was like humbling and awesome at the same time. You know, of of like she yeah. accidentally enrolled in the program, and she was the only student in the program. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was actually really cool. Like I, because I signed up. So basically, I signed up for my bachelor's degree. You no, know, it's a three-year program. And then, yeah, the accidental gap year thing happened. But then I was kind of like, yeah, why not? You know, why why not be part of the gap year program? And it was actually really cool. You know, the the thing that I loved the most, I think, was like the well, obviously the gap year, the trip that we did to the Kimberley, but also um, like the weekly updates, you know, like having to send like, how am I, mm. uh, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and sending those on to you was like, you know, the first time I'd started to reflect on, you know, on that kind of idea of me being a, a holistic oh. being and a whole person. And that was really cool, you know, because it made me think like, you know what, if I am okay, like, if I'm not okay mentally, it's going to be affecting me physically. Or if I'm not okay physically, it's going to affect me mentally or spiritually, you know, and like all of those kinds of things. So it was actually really cool that we had that kind of like mentoring um, going on during that mm -hmm. year, um, even though it wasn't planned. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I've taken that with me, you know, since, oh, since then, hear. all those years ago. Yeah, of thinking about myself like holistically and thinking, hmm, you know, where am I? How can I take care of myself, you know, better? um yeah and I, that was really cool so yeah so I so I was part of the gap year program by accident but it turned out really cool um and then we took the trip to the Kimberley that year um and that was awesome that was like really just um amazing for me for anyone who's watching doesn't know where the Kimberley is it's in western Australia up in the north of the state um and you know I went back to that's my own state that's where I'm from uh but it was just really amazing to experience my culture in a different way um, and to understand more of um, indigenous culture understand uh, the church in indigenous culture mm -hmm. was super 
school. Like I loved it. So yeah. So that was a really special year. So that was the first year of my bachelor's degree. Um, and then after that, well, I, you know, I did the second and third year and then I graduated uh, then with a, a bachelor of theology. Um, but yeah, so being at NTC was awesome. Like, I mean, you lived on campus, so you know what it's like. It's just like you're in like nature. <laughs> Basically yeah. like the campus is really, it's really big. You're and like living the, the you're living the Aussie dream with the wallabies jumping around Definitely. and the and the you got you got a little bit of everything there in the bush and you're not you're not too far from 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 the water and I mean it's it's really I mean I having lived there and and being there and and just talking to people living on campus and and then talking to people in the community because my wife was working in the community and so we we were making friends and hanging out with people they were just they were reflecting on how unique it was even as Australians to live in, in kind of a, a game preserve type place that we were on, that that's yeah. not, that's not the typical Australian experience either, but it's what people no. think about of <laughs> Australia when, when they're like yeah. not living there and going to go visit, you know, as, as yeah, tourists or exactly. you know, typically, you know, I live in a big city and, you know, it's the city life for me, uh, but to live like on the campus and have lots of like nature around you, um, pretty relaxing apart from when, you know, snakes come around. That's a, bit, yeah. that's a bit scary we had a we had a brown yeah. snake that lived on our back porch in the first flat we lived on on campus oh the, oh my those, goodness that that first line of of flats that's there is um yeah yeah you know and and it's like across from from where the like all the education buildings yeah are like you everything. go in and it's like on the left on the left yeah it's on the left so you go in the front door of those flats and then there's a little living room, there's a little kitchen, there's a little back door and then there's like a little porch and all the little porches are connected in the back. And then those little yeah. brick, those like little tiered brick things that kind of held up the, the dirt and, and you know, mm. then it, you know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you I think so. Yeah. I there don't remember a, the backyard bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there, there was the, there was this, it was a space where you could like hang laundry and, and mm. um, it was just a little bit of space. And a little bit of separation from the other flats, you know, right next door. But there was a brown snake that would come out and he would stick his head out from somewhere in those those paving stones and oh. just sun. He would just be in the sun for a little bit and then he would disappear. And we're like, that's oh sure my goodness, that is pretty sure that's like deadly poisonous. Yeah, that's scary, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's basically the only thing. Everything else is pretty nice and harmless. Well, I guess harmless-ish. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it was really cool to be on campus. Like, I lived there for the last year of my degree. Um, and yeah, it's just really like relaxing and everyone just knows everybody. Yeah, it's like a big kind of reserve, I guess. And you all just mm. kind of hang out. There's like community dinner. and Yeah, it's really cool. I'm still really talking really cool. with, with um, Chang and Aaron on occasion. And, oh. and I mean, Cam's not living down there, but Cam back in and I will message back and forth. And I've actually done, I've done um, a podcast conversation with Chang and one with, which one with Chang and Aaron, I think that was fun. And then with Cam um, and I have it up on the, the Nazo Down Under. Down Under. Yeah, the Nazo yeah, Down I'll Under. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I have, I have seen that you guys have caught up, so I'll have to go and have a little have a little look but yeah I mean yeah. I lived with Chang and Emily when I lived on campus and across the road from Aaron yeah. yeah um and yeah they were my you know it was my first time out of home they were my first roommates and this was just when they were going to have Emmanuel like that's like back before the baby you know wow yeah but it's really it was really cool I always think about that like and it was yeah it was a really nice a really nice year mm. I loved being I loved being on campus so um Maybe maybe you shared this and I didn't quite hear it right, but why did you even want to go to NTC? Like you were thinking about that even in, in high school, it sounds like, because this was a part of the plan. This was something that was in your heart and you were following it. Um, why, why did you want to go yeah. to NTC? I um, So it was when I was part of, again, like the Global NYI project that I kind of had that first experience. Well, one of the first experiences I'd had uh, with, you know, cross-cultural ministry and being yeah, being in another place. And I loved it, you know, and I said, I really think this is what I want to do. I, I want to, 
you know, be a missionary in another place and I can teach English, you know, if I need to, to support myself, which is what I'm doing now, no? Yeah. Um, but I want to, you know, I decided that I wanted to prepare myself uh, for ministry, theologically, um, and that's what made me decide to do the bachelor's degree, like, at, at NTC, just to prepare myself for ministry. Um, and, yeah, just get ready, I guess. That was the idea, being, being ready. So that's what made mm. me, like, sign up for the for the bachelor's degree um and yeah it was totally worth it i um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't change it it was really it was a really cool mm. like three years and i it really helped me to just start to think about faith in a new way um and create it have an, a new kind of community of faith was also really cool like as part of the ntc community for i you know i grew spiritually and um, and it's really it kind of gave me a really good foundation, you know, and when I, when I'm able to, when I have situations here, like even, you know, all these years down the track, I'm able to use my foundation at NTC to be able to, you know, think about issues and, um, and topics and, um, yeah, uh, that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was kind of like, cool. I decided when I, from that year, when I was like 18, 19, that I just wanted to prepare and like, just get ready for, mm. for serving. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had another question in there about NTC, I think, but maybe you, maybe you already answered it. It's just fun to kind of reminisce. I, that, and I think that's where I want to go next is, is, is maybe a couple of, of uh, memories from, from the, the Kimberly experience. Because, um, I mean, if somebody's listening to this, and they're not sure what we're talking about. You I mean you explained the Kimberly and geographically where it's at, and then we've talked about the gap year, but it's like this discipleship and mission experience alongside the first year of a bachelor's degree that Danny was signing up for. She just didn't know she was getting all the extras with it. And <laughs> it's it's cool to hear that you you kind of took that check-in kind of holistic evaluation sheet. Um and and that, that was meaningful to you. That was my hope in that, that however many or few people participated, you know, it's a template that I've adopted from, from other things. Um, and sometimes people are like in different settings, I've been in like, why do I have to fill this thing out every week? And it's like, well, you, you don't, you, you get to, okay. Let's talk about your attitude right now. No, but it's, but, but it's just this idea of, of, of being kind towards yourself and reflecting on being made in the image of God and, and a whole human being. And to hear that that was meaningful to you and that you've taken that and used it in other situations or, or whatever, man, that's, that's so rewarding to me. Thank, thank you for saying something about that because I got stuff like that from other people, but then I was able to apply it in that situation with you and with others. Um, and it's simple stuff. I, I, I want to be able to share things with people that they can apply in any situation in any place in the world that's going to mm -hmm. help make a long-term difference having mentors is another one of those things and people that you continually mm. and you already had mentors um and you 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 already got that you're already living that there's people that you reach out to there's people that, that you invest in um so you're, mm. you're 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 living that but i'm i'm curious from from specifically the the kimberly three weeks in the outback of northern australia yeah you know it's kenny and the girls and jong il oh, it's like yeah. a it's like a it's like a it's like a band from the the 60s almost you know oh, it was awesome yeah <laughs> i loved it so it was like who was there me hannah yep. Chantel, jc yep the three ladies from n and you yeah and then there. And then Abby, it was you five. And Abby and me, yeah, yeah that's it, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then you and jong Il. yeah, it was awesome. So like, basically what happened is we flew over to Broome, which again is, is like on the coast of um, Western Australia, as you kind of go into the Kimberley. So you it's like, start with It's Broome. like big town. It's like big town Kimberley, Western Australia, Broome. Yeah. <laughs> like me metropolis. Metropolis, yeah. Yeah, and then we kind of traveled through the Kimberley for those three weeks, um, seeing how people were, were serving in those communities, seeing what Jong Il had been doing. He's been working in the Kimberley for, oh, don't even know. I want to say 20 years, maybe. 
So he's originally from South Korea and he came over with his family and has just worked with uh, specifically Indigenous communities uh, in the Kimberley um, and also in Perth uh, throughout that time. So basically he is just, he just loves the Kimberley. He loves the Kimberley. He loves the people. He loves to um, serve them, serve with them. Um, and yeah, the, the experience was just amazing. We got to kind of see, you know, um, what kind of kids programs were going on um, in those communities and um, just kind of be a part of it, you know, just like, okay, what do you need? Like, how can we help in this, in this time? You know, we can't, we can't do a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, we already know that. I'm sure you share the same point of view that, you know, in terms of mission, like three weeks is not enough time to right. create a close relationship, but we were able to see what it meant to be on mission and what it meant to, mm. you know, make relationships. And these, and the people that we met had known jong for years. You know, he was always there. He was always going up there and like, you know, just kind of moving through, driving through <laughs> the Kimberley um, and meeting up with people. So Kimberly yeah, we were Kim. able to meet Kimberly Kim. Yeah, that's what they called him, Kimberly yeah. Kim. Yeah, so we met a lot of um, people working in those communities. We met a lot of indigenous leaders as well. Um, we got to experience church uh, in, in the Kimberley, which was amazing. I was actually just showing photos of that to someone the other day. Mm. I think I, I, it came up as a memory or something, and I was like, oh, wow, look at this. And I showed them this church in Newcombar that I don't yeah. know if you remember the big blue church. I do. Church in Newcombar. Yep. Um, and then there's like this picture of, of Pastor jong preaching and there's like the dog sitting next to him. Yeah, I tell the dog story. Like, do you? Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. I love Remember the, the dogs fighting yeah. like and everybody jumping up and everything? Yeah. <laughs> but that was cool. Like I just loved it. Like church felt very like just home and like everyone was just welcome. Like just come yeah. in, you know, come in, take a take a seat um, and, you know, be part of it. And I remember everyone wanting to share testimonies and there was a lot of music. Um, but I love seeing that, you know, like growing up in Perth City um, is, is a lot different from what I experienced in the Kimberley. And, and it gave me, you know, a new understanding of um, Indigenous culture and a new understanding of ministry. It was really, really cool. Also, do you see the didgeridoo back here? Oh, I didn't see the, I didn't realize it's an usually do, but I saw the flag. Sorry, yeah. I can see it now. This is like your Australia section. It is. Usually do. Yeah. We got Vegemite. Yeah, yeah, you can see it. What this is, is remember, remember this? Oh, the, what do you, what's that from? The Boab tree? No. It's Boab. It's, you know, they, yeah, from the, the Boab tree, right? They would, soak it, they would soak it in the water with the sugar. It's yeah, bush, that's amazing. It, I forgot about that. That's bush awesome. Bush tucker. Yeah, I got my. What else you got there? I got my hat. Oh, the hat. I still wear it. Classic. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? Uh, Vegemite, meringue. Some Vegemite. How did you get a How did a didgeridoo back? Where did you put that when you traveled? Okay. Do you want another story? I'll make it quick. (laughs) Yes. When we when we moved to Australia, we had that light's too bright for me. We had twelve check bags. Okay. That's what that's what that's what we brought to move okay. to Australia as a family of five. And and when we moved back, we had 12 check bags. So I looked at every way to try to ship the ditch because Jung Il had that made especially for me and brought it to Brisbane to give that's to beautiful. me. And I've got a picture of the guy that made it and the story behind it and like, like all that. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a treasure. It's a treasure to me. I can't, I can't play it to save my life, but Braden can still do it. Oh, Um, really? That's great. You should get a video of him doing that. I do. I mean, now he's, he thinks it's cringy, but I've got videos when he was younger, you know, (laughs) Um, he's 15. My youngest is 15. Oh, no way. I thought he was the middle one. Oh, my goodness. No. Parker just graduated high school and is going to go to university. He's working at an Amazon distribution center. And Emily no is... No way. She just finished her, thir- she finished her third year. And she just took the MCATs um, to see if she can get into medical school. That's amazing. I follow her on Instagram. She's like totally an influencer. She's she awesome. is. She, I'll tell her you said that. <laughs> yeah. Tell her you said that. Um, didgeridoo so <laughs> jong brings this and i think it was 2014 no 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 it was 2013 okay. and he brought it to district assembly and 
he totally surprised me with it. I, I, I think we talked about it, like, but this is like authentic. Like this guy got it from the place that his people go to to get the wood that's been hollowed out by the, you know, by the ah. white ants, right? And yeah. it's it's like it's not one of these touristy ones that's overpriced and the people don't get yeah. And I should I, I don't know that he didn't get paid for this. He just made the thing, gave it to Jong Il, and then Jong Il brought it to me. So now I've got this thing. I'm like, okay, it's not gonna fit a suitcase. I probably shouldn't take it and carry on. It's made out of wood. I don't know if this is gonna cause any problems. <laughs> and um, so my wife gave up one of our 12 bags going back to the US and I like super wrapped that thing and yeah. we we checked it. No and it, way. And it and it made it through the whole process. And yeah, so we we gave up a bag of like clothes or memories or like whatever else. Because it was going like, to for the didgeridoo. For the didgeridoo it was going to cost like 700 and some dollars to ship it to the US. It was ridiculous. It was going to cost more intense. than one of our more more than one of our airplane tickets. Right. Yeah, it was stupid. No so, way. But she knew how much it it meant to me and what a gift it was to 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 re be received and and uh, now it sits up there. So. <laughs> wow. There you go. Deborah's the best. She is the best. Yeah, she is you should tell her that too i will <laughs> i do me. i will so I she's I, the best. <laughs> and i'll tell emily she's an influencer in the danny said so so yes and that yeah. i can't believe that your other sons are so grown up there you go so i have a message for everybody okay <laughs> I, i'll pass it on it's getting on towards lunch or brunch Did yeah almost lunchtime they don't bring me brunch they bring me breakfast and lunch is about 12 30 so i'll be waiting for the knock on the door <laughs> oh man i bet well, I'm going <laughs> to sign off of here. Um, thank you so much, Danny. It's a privilege. Oh, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you for getting in contact with me, even though I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. But finally, you got me. Hey, I, there you go. You know, I, I, I will track you down. And, and just, just to plant the seed of, of, of something here, this, is, this isn't a fully formed idea. It's just there's been multiple times I've thought, man, there's people that I'm meeting that I would different places in the world that are millennials, young adults um, that are doing some cool stuff. And I would love to connect them together in a conversation and just talk about, you know, Hey, I know you and I know you, and I want you guys to meet each other and share about what God's doing, you know, in your part of the world and why you're excited about it and, and just, you know, do kind of a Nazarene network thing, but kind of have like a little, like a little global young adult kind of forum thing with people that I've met along Ooh. the way. Would you be, would you be that down? Would you be up yeah, for that? Yeah, I'd be in on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep percolating on that and get, get back to you. But um, quarantine's almost over. It's time to hang with the fam and you're going to be there to win. End of July. So I'm there for a month once I have my freedom. <laughs> so it's going to be good. Do you have to quarantine on the, on the Mexico return? No, no, Mexico doesn't have kind of quarantine. Well, you're vaccinated. Thing. Good to go. Yeah, also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I'll let you well, get let's back keep to your in touch. busy quarantine. Thank you very much. I want to. <laughs> I will track you down, Danny, and you know it. Perfect. Please keep doing that. <laughs> Tell your family hi. I will. All right. Bye, Kenny. Bye.